I have a question for you. I think I put it in today's chat. I'm not looking for a deep, deep answer, but when I use the word or say the word hospitality, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? Service. Service. Mm, I like that. Thank you, Deacon. Anybody else? I'm having a some sort of a fellowship where you eat and people you make people feel welcome and you feed them. <laughs> where you eat, I like that. Okay, thank you, Pastor G. Thank you for that. I was thinking like welcoming and kindness. Hmm. Welcome like that. Thank you, Bishop. Any any anybody else? Demonstrating uh, just happy to see them. Mm. Happy to, to spend time with them, enjoying mm. them, family, friends, and and, and neighbors. Thank and you, Jim. Oh, okay. Wow, thank you, EF. Thank you so much. And anybody else? I don't want to stop anybody. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Because anybody else? My wife has been, we've been going back and forth with this, you know, I'm an electronics guy. You see me turn my head, and she's got this big old dictionary. To, and now my stuffed dog sits on. Looks good on it, by the way. She's looking up in the hospitality in the big one. I said, nah, I just use the electronic one. You know, she's still big on the hard copy. I'm sure you would love that, Pastor G. When we think of the word hospitality, in my electronic form, says it's 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 the friendly reception and treatment of guests or strangers the other definitions the quality or disposition of receiving and treating guests and strangers in a warm friendly generous way my thought today is on hospitality and with that being said, can I talk to you just for a few minutes about a woman, yeah, I said a woman who showed wonderful hospitality. So I'm gonna ask you to please meet me in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4. We'll be looking at three verses, verses 8, 9, and 10. 2 Kings, chapter 4, verses 8, 9, and 10. 2 Kings, chapter 4. Verses 8, 
through 10. And while you're turning, I just have a few questions for you. And that is one, did Noah carry money into the ark? I say no. Okay, you say no. Sure he did. He carried the bucks and a dough. Oh, he though. I, I got uh, it. Uh, and, and then finally, is baseball mentioned in the Bible? Okay, sure it is. In the big in big inning, Cain struck out Abel, and the prodigal <laughs> son came home. That's good. In our text today, Second Kings, chapter four. Before we dive in give you a little background history. Where are we here? This is during the time of the prophet Elisha with an S. He was a mighty prophet. He was, if you would, a mentee. Bishop Churn of Elijah. Thank you, Deacon T. Will do. Elijah, um, and Elijah taught Elisha. Elisha walked around and, and, and was trained under Elijah. And, 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 and just as a side point, quick commercial break, just for those of you who like to do Bible trivia, this one's free, the next one's gonna cost you. So if you're ever asked the question, Give me one character in the Bible that didn't see death. One would be Elijah. You remember the story? Elijah, God sent a chariot of horses from heaven. Can you imagine that? All for Elijah. He stepped on and he took him away. Oh, my, my, my. And, um, as he was leaving, Elisha said to Elijah, listen, I want a double portion of what you got. And Elijah said, well, listen, I don't know, but I'm going to throw you my cloak and you get it. You got it. And sure enough, you find that Elisha, if you study his life, he did the double miracles of Elijah. And so, so during this time that we're picking up the story, Elijah had been doing different miracles. Eli, Elisha has been doing different miracles. Elijah is now off the scene. And I want you to understand as Elisha was ministering, he would be going, traveling, y'all, back and forth between a city called Shunem and some other cities. And he would minister back and forth. God used Elisha 
in a powerful way. In verse 8, I'm going to read where we're going to pick up the story. One day, Elisha went to Shunem. That's a city, y'all. And a well-to-do woman, okay, wealthy woman, y'all, was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. Now, for some of you, you may be familiar with the Shunammite woman. But it's a couple of things I want you to see about this woman from Shunem. One, the author doesn't mention her name. Just says, this woman from Shunem. It's like me saying, Deacon Dixon, this man or this West Philadelphian or our Lady D, this gay night woman, uh, 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 Pastor Jesus, this West Oak Lane woman. Notice the woman made of herself no reputation. Why the name was left out I don't know, nor will I try to speculate. But we don't know why her name wasn't mentioned. What we do know is that, one, she was a woman who had money. And she watched the word. It really took me out, really... Um, focused it, urged him to stay for a meal. We're talking about hospitality, y'all. I think in the text I said, you know, the, the traits of being hospitable. So the first trait we see here is that this Shunammite woman saw a need. Can I say that again? She saw a need. Why? Because she'd been noticing Elisha traveling back and forth. And because she was paying attention, we're talking about hospitality, y'all. She saw a need. What did she see? This man has got to be hungry or something, traveling back and forth. Now, we know during that time, during those biblical times, the best way, the, 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 the most common way of travel was what? On foot. So they traveled back and forth. He traveled back and forth on foot, which was okay. That was that time. But you also know for any of you who've ministered, you know when you minister, it takes something out of you. The virtue goes out of you. And that's why we hear the copy when someone prays, someone ministers, 
we pray for a restoration. And here it is, this woman from Shunem noticed a preacher man, y'all, and said, you know what, EF, you know what, he gonna need some food. I want you to see something. Elisha did not ask to have a bite to eat. Elisha was doing what he was doing. He was ministering, going back and forth. But there was someone who saw a need in Elisha and then said, listen, why don't you stop by? I would like to say in my thinking, but it was biblical times back then. He was a preacher. And I'd like to think that something on that table had some fried chicken on it. Something Jesus. on that table had some mac and cheese. Jesus. But we know during biblical times, that probably was not the case. But what I really want you to see, Agape, one, as this woman from Shunem, the Shunammite woman, as you may understand, who we don't know her name, first saw a need. No one asked her to do it. She was married, y'all. Her husband didn't mention it, but she took it upon herself. When she saw a need, she addressed it. You know, she could have just said, he go back and forth all the time. I wonder if he eats anything. Having that conversation with her husband and not thinking anything else. Oh, I'm going somewhere, y'all. I'm talking about being hospitable. So, one, <laughs> she saw a need. Not only did she see a need, she addressed the need. Because the Bible said, says that, so whenever, in verse 8, he came by, he stopped there to eat. He had an open invitation. The door is open. The table will be spread. Come on in. Have a bite to eat. I'd like to continue on with my thought of being hospitable, showing hospitality. In verse 8 still, one day, Elisha went to Shunem. It says, and a well-to-do woman was there, urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. See that word, whenever? The next trait that I see this woman did, displaying hospitality, she developed a relationship with Elisha. She developed a relationship Amen. with him. First, she saw a need, addressed 
the need. Next, she didn't leave it there. She developed a relationship with Elisha. Because now it's to a point, think about it. Whenever, in verse 8, he came by, he stopped there to eat. You know, think of it this way. You have people come over your house, they stay the first time, they're on their P's and Q's, you know, we say, oh, make yourself at home. You're good, and they're still on your P's and Q's. But when you keep going over there, you kind of relax a little bit. You're not so tight. Trying to watch your P's and Q's. Why? Because you have developed a relationship. And this woman now had developed a relationship with Elisha. So now he knew when he was in the area, he was going to get a good bite to eat. And I would dare say during that time, um, when you would sit and have a meal, you weren't just eating, but it was a time of fellowship. It was a time of talking and discussing. So a, a, a relationship had been being developed as he would go back and forth and knew he had a spot where he could, in our terms, bust a grub. Amen. First, she saw a need, talking about hospitality. Next, this woman from Shunem developed a relationship. Did I get the name? Oh, no. We don't know her name because her name is not important. What is important is what she did. I'm going somewhere, y'all. Stay with me. In verses 9 and 10, it's recorded in the NIV. She said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Jesus. Let's make a small room on the roof and put in it a bed and a table, a chair, and a lamp. And he can stay there whenever he comes to us. I want to read that again. Let's 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 make a small room on the roof and put it in it a bed and a table a chair Jesus. and a lamp Hallelujah. then he can stay there whenever he comes to us <laughs> the next thing this woman did was she invited Elisha in. She saw a need, addressed it, developed a relationship. Then she she invited Elisha in. 
hospitality, y'all. And I want to go back to look at the detail in which she built. In some, uh, in some portions, you may see or the word uh, a small room. Um, it's make rather the word make, but it gives off the the connotation that they built. Okay, they built him a room. Can I say that again? They built this man a room from their house. And if I'm correct in the, the design of the houses back then, listen, he had his own little private spot, y'all. He had his Amen. own private spot. Amen. Now, we use a bed for what? For rest. For rest. And then we use a table for what? To study, to write. They're right. See, she took care of, I think about a hotel, she took care of all the amenities. Not just to lay his head down, but a place to study and Pastor G a light, if you would, for him to see. And it says, then when whenever he comes to us, he can stay there. I'm talking about hospitality. And this room was not temporary. It was a room that was more of a permanent nature. Do you, do you see this Shunammite woman? Do you see what she did? She took it one step further. This man needs to get something to eat. Come on in, Elisha. Listen, Elisha, anytime you come this way, you got a meal here, developing relationship. And then she talks with her husband and says, you know what? She sees even more of a need. He needs a place to rest. He needs a place to study. He needs a place of refreshing, private, See, it wasn't just done. I really want you to see the care in which this woman addressed Elisha's needs. And Elisha never opened up his mouth. Are you hearing me today? I'm talking about hospitality. I just want to want you to think about this. This woman, who made of herself no reputation, reminds me, when I read this portion of scripture, reminds me of Jesus Christ. And the, 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 the scene that comes to my mind, if you go into the New Testament, you'll see it all over. But the one I want to just focus in on is when he did the same thing in my mind. You help me out, you scholars. With the woman at the well, first he was there waiting, and he saw her need. Then he developed a relationship as they were talking back and forth. And finally, he invited her in, invited her by saying, the water that I give you, you would never thirst 
again, I would like to suggest if you look at the Shunammite woman, I want you to think about your lives. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you and myself. Is there anybody that you know that you sought out that there is a need and not because you're looking for some type of payback, but you see a need. And not only do you see a need, but you'll be able to address the need. Not only will you address the need, but would you develop a relationship with them? See, that's a risk, y'all. Develop a relationship and then watch this. Let them enter in to your space. Now, Pastor Jern, you're traveling on shaky ground. I understand because it's a risk because I could get hurt. Yeah, you could. But you see, the lovely Lord Jesus gotten hurt many more times than we have. But it didn't matter. What was the song today? His goodness and his mercy continues to do what? Run after us. Our elder brother um, was hospitable to all those who he met. Think about it. He went. The first thing he did, he saw a need. He did it for you, and he did it for me. And I'll say it for the whole world because he died for you and for me. He developed a relationship with us, and he has us enter in. He did that for you and for me at the cross of Calvary. And for you and me, what do we need to do? Be image bearers. I would like to say, young people, even if our sister Giovanna was here, is there someone at the school that that needs help? You seek them out and you address their need. Maybe they don't feel comfortable in the school. Maybe they feel intimidated. But by just coming and becoming friends with them, developing a relationship with them, it would help them to even smooth things over. And by doing that, you would be an image bearer for Christ. Your neighbors, where we live, where we work, do you see that there might be a need? Somebody down the street, somebody around the corner. But don't just take them a plate of food one time. I challenge you to get a little deeper as what the Shunammite woman did. She said, yo, Elisha, anytime, Pastor Churn's word, come on by and get a meal. She developed a relationship and then she allowed him to enter in. And I'm encouraging all of you and myself, I am in this, to be image bearers like Jesus Christ. I would encourage you to be like this Shunammite woman who invited Elisha in. In Matthew 10, 41, and you're not doing it to get, but I need to tell you what happens when you show hospitality. And in Matthew chapter 10, verse 41, it says, 
anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. Now, I want you to know, and my message is not focused on this portion, but as a result of the Shunammite being hospitable, showing hospitality to Elisha, she wound up having a son. She, would ch she was childless, y'all, but the Lord opened up her womb and allowed her to have a son. And back in those times, to have a child was like, oh, you it, you the bomb, you have a child. It was the crowning moment for a woman. And she had a male child too. She had no idea the blessings that were coming her way. She wasn't looking for a blessing. Blessings were not on her mind. What was on her mind was she's wanted to address a need. And not only did she address a need, she developed a relationship. Not only did she develop a relationship, she invited this prophet to come in. She had him enter in with her. And that's what we're to do when we're being hospitable. Deacon T said it, service. Who, who did that? Ooh, the lovely Lord Jesus made of himself what? No reputation. Huh. Think about how he came into this world. Not the way the king of kings would come into this world. Think about how he died alone. I think there's a song that says, alone, alone, alone. He died alone. Why? For you and for me. But all this time, he was still being hospitable, showing hospitality. And we as image bearers of Christ, I'm telling you, if we are being hospitable, we're displaying the love of Jesus Christ, verbin, y'all, as we show hospitality to others. Don't wait for the need. Go look for the need when it presents itself to you, I'm going to encourage you, don't just talk about, oh, that that's a shame, or they, they need to do this. I'm going to say to you, if it's within your means to do it, do it. Are you hearing me today? This woman, it says she was a wealthy woman. She was able to, she had the means. But Pastor Church, I may not have it like that, but what do you have? Can you address a need today? Can you go out on a limb and develop a relationship today? And I say go out on a limb because when you develop a relationship, that means you're opened up. You open yourself up to people. And when you open yourself up, there's a potential to be hurt. There's a potential to get your feelings crushed. And then even deeper still, would you allow them to enter your space. That's what Jesus did for you and for me. Can we do that for others? I thank God for this Shunammite woman. We still don't know her name. And could you do it 
without looking for anything in return. I close you with a quote from a well-known theologian, Edwin Erwin Lutzer. And this is what he says. Hospitality is a test for godliness because those who are selfish do not like strangers, especially needy ones, to intrude upon their private lives. They prefer their own friends who share their lifestyle. Only the humble have the necessary resources to give of themselves to those who could never give of themselves in return. We're talking about hospitality today. Do you have those traits today? And if you do, God bless you. Keep working on those traits. If there's some areas where you need to work on those traits, start working on those traits today. See a need, address it. Develop a relationship. Yeah, open up. Invite them in. Godliness. And you will be, let's say it again, I say it in many of my messages, participating in the mission of God. Remember the song that we sung today. Your goodness and mercy is running after me. If you think about it, this Shunammite woman kind of like ran after Elijah and did everything. She didn't just throw stuff. Really, think about what she did. She built a room for him. Built a room, Deacon Dixon. Built a room for him. And then just say, oh, here's a bet. No, no. You need to have a table. You need to have a place to study. You, you, you need to have life. everything he would need. The Lord Jesus did everything for us. He left nothing out. When we do for others, don't leave anything out. Hospitality, y'all. Hospitality. Let's pray.